0: Hi, and thank you for giving your time to Unlimited Seating. I'm your host, Sanila Samuel. Every episode, we bring to you a role model who shares her journey in an easy-flowing, candid conversation. We talk about early childhood influences, career choices, and how they've navigated through biases and life in general to get to where they are at today. Through these conversations, Unlimited Seating aims to inspire, educate, and build a community that promotes and celebrates inclusion and diversity in a world where female leaders are still an exception and not the norm. Hey, hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Unlimited Seating featuring candid conversations with female role models. I'm your host, Sunila Samuel, and I have a very special guest with me today, I had the opportunity recently to get introduced to Dinkal Shah. Dinkal is a consultant with Deloitte and is based in Mumbai, India. And I'm very excited to share her story with everyone. Hey, Dinkal, thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. Hi, Sanila, Thank you for inviting me. Of course. I want us to walk through your story, right, where you started off as a kid to where you are today. I'm going to go back to when you were, when you were small, when you were a child, right? Can you walk us through just your childhood in general, where you were in India as well, and walk us through a very important and eventful incident that that impacted your life in a big way?
1: So I was born in Gujarat. That's, That's a state in India. I belong to a Gujarati family. Later on, as as soon as I was born, I was being uh, brought to Mumbai. And I've been brought up in Mumbai only. We stayed there. And my childhood was pretty normal like any other kid. I used to love sports. I still remember I used to take, take participation in those annual sports events in school. And a few hobbies, like here and there. I used to love singing. And I was a very fat singer even then. <laughs> I was six years old. When I happened to visit Gujarat again, it was a family function that I had to go for. As soon as we reached there in Gujarat, just within half an hour, the earthquake happened. And which led me a permanent injury called spinal cord injury. It's a permanent disability that you get. I became a wheelchair user post that life was okay. so. I was too young to understand anything. Things changed upside down just within a fraction of minutes for me. After I got injured, I my situation worsened because for nine long hours, I couldn't get a treatment because everything in nearby locality was destroyed. So that happened. I got basic first aid and then we came back to Mumbai, got diagnosed with spinal cord injury in hospitals for a year or two from one hospital to another. but then. Uh, to no effect. Later on, we we decided. Okay, fine. This is not working out. I need to settle down. I need to come in terms with whatever it's there, and need to mend things for myself. I continued my school from then, and as I said, I was I liked sports activity before. Also, I later on came into contact with some NGO who organized activity for wheelchair bound people. And they introduced me to sports. There was a very niche area called Wheelchair Sports, let alone in Mumbai. But then, in fact, in entire India, it wasn't developed. First of all, uh, if I talk about the people's mentality, they weren't ready to accept us as what we were. it was. I, I got injured in 2001. Back then, even if I used to walk on the road, I would have 10 eyes on me. Oh, what is she doing on the road? Why is she out? She should be in the bed. I still still remember my relatives coming to my mom and they would be like, why are you making her study also? Why why take so much efforts? What is her life going to be? She's a girl and she's on the wheelchair also. Then why bother? And my mom was like, no, I want her to study. I want her to make her own life, her own career. And and I had many challenges with respect to my education also. But then she faced it all. And yes, here I am.
0: Your mom is a very brave woman because, like you yeah. said, I've grown up in India. And everyone wants to comment on your life, right? And what you should be doing and should not be doing. And kudos to your family for kind of not listening and just think that's not what's going to define you, right? You're going to just carry on. And like you said, come to terms, accept it, and move on. Let's just really brave. I did want to say, and when we talked the first time, they called, I was as well thinking about my school, right? Where I grew up, say yes, uh, three or four stories. I don't think I had any class at any point. I was in any classroom which was on the ground floor. I was thinking of you the other day, and I was just wondering, how did and in many schools even today, I would think there are no lifts or ramps that are helpful for wheelchair-bound students. How did you manage?
1: So initially, the place where I stayed, the place, the school that I studied in, well, as you said, they had no classrooms on the ground floor. All their classrooms started from first floor. I was too young, so initial years, my mom used to or my, in fact, my. For that matter, my family, whoever, used to lift me to the classrooms. In fact, my house was also not accessible. It was at fourth floor. So then they used to lift me to my house also. Later on, that became a difficulty. And then just because of that purpose, we had to relocate. We relocated to some another district altogether. And uh, <clears throat> we found a school which was located at the ground floor. All the classes were on the ground floor okay. later on. But then the problem with that school was they were not very acceptable of me. They were not acceptable of my needs and requirements. I had issues with basic facilities like computer class or I wouldn't even get, uh, get an access to physical education class or they wouldn't be empathetic to she needs something, we should provide it to her. They wouldn't do that. So then later on, I changed that school also as I grew up and went to a better school. But uh, yes, if I talk about schools, even today in India, government has passed a rule where they are supposed to admit students with disability, but uh, they do not do that. In fact, they bluntly refrain or they create problems in a very unusual manner. They did not accept that you can't study in our school, but then they start creating problems for you, where yeah. you yourself say, okay, I don't want to study here. Yeah. So uh, that's the case even today. Were you a good
0: student and also your parents make sure that you got good grades like all parents in India?
1: I was a decent student. I'd say I'd attend lectures 10 plus 2 level. But studying-wise, I was just average.
0: How about friends? Was it easy for
1: you to make friends at school? I had a lot of classmates, but uh, friends, I can't say anything. Obviously, there were people who were very much overwhelmed by uh, the condition that I was in, and uh, some of them wouldn't come even near, just because. Acha, okay, and have to manage her. I don't know how to talk to her. I don't know how to respond to her. So, with that respect, I never had much friends. But uh, yeah, so was through school, and then
0: you uh, obviously went to college after. What did you decide on how to? what you wanted to study, right? What did you drill down to? How did you get to the subjects that you said you wanted to study in college? Just explain that to us and also tell us a bit about how college life was for you.
1: So I, I did my uh, 12th standard. Uh, I was never too brilliant to go to science, but then I also knew that uh, arts is not my cup of tea. So then I was left <laughs> with commerce, but that's how I ended up there. During my graduation years, my family wanted me to be a CA. I pursued it also. I cleared a few exams. But then later on, I realized that this is not where I belong and this is not what I want to do. So as my graduation got over, I said goodbye to CA also. (laughs) I took a break. I worked for a few months. Simultaneously, I had my sports activity going on. And later on, I came with this idea of doing MBA. When I started preparing for MBA, I never had any clue what college, what subject, nothing. But then, eventually, college got decided as I got to know which is the which are what are good colleges in India, what are good colleges in Mumbai. So that's how I uh, summed up to a college uh, in Mumbai. At that time, it was top one college in Mumbai. So, that, so I went there. Even after going to that college, I wasn't sure what subjects. But then first year, we have to study all subjects. During that time, I figured out I'll be a marketing person. My soul belongs there. I pursued marketing as my specialization. And uh, through campus placements, I got, uh, I got recruited in Deloitte. And currently working for their consultancy business. Okay,
0: great. I'm going to go back to this whole conversation of friends. I think, uh, having friends are a very anyway, integral part of the school experience and the college experience. In college, did you get friends during college, during your graduation and post graduation?
1: I had some of the other people with me. I had a couple of friends as well, not that I was alone. I had few friends, but then quite limited. I am very introvert by nature, also. So yeah. even I approach very few people. So okay. that way, but then had very few of them, but uh, very close ones. Excellent. Okay, I do feel
0: that people tend to have barriers in their mind, and we're talking about inclusion a lot. Just like you said, I think people tend to hesitate when they see someone in a wheelchair, and you have probably yeah. experienced that. And in their minds, they're thinking, "I don't know how to approach this person." Share some advice. What would you tell people? naturally get those barriers in their mind what if you were to go back and tell other say students at school or college or even colleagues right now what would you tell them
1: uh, I think uh, we are just normal beings as you are it's just that that we have some physical condition, but then that's okay right I'd say approach us as casually as you would approach anybody else so that's a piece of advice yeah just like we're having the conversation right now yeah, yeah. Or they see somebody with uh, some special uh, needs or condition, they have this notion in their head that, oh, they'd have to be extra sensitive with us, or they'd have to be extra helping or extra caring. I'd say we don't need any of that. Just be who you are. I still have friends. In fact, I have cousins who so like anything but then that's okay that's because we share that bond not just because I'm on the wheelchair that everybody would be extra sweet to me so that's how it should be absolutely I think that when we see a person
0: in a wheelchair for us that's what and this going back to here what defines you right it's not the wheelchair it's not say if it is a person who's vision impaired there's that walking stick. that's not what defines the person it's about just getting to know The person who has come to terms with their condition, right?
1: Yeah. So I I have a lot of uh, friends. In fact, generally, a lot of people believe that we are on a wheelchair, our struggle story should be highlighted or the life that we have lived uh, should be taken across, uh, taken in the lights of the people and things like that. But this is what I believe. I am on the wheelchair. I have not done anything in that. That's given. What I would like to highlight is the work that I do. For example, uh, I am a consultant in Deloitte. I would like to talk more about the work or that I deliver in Deloitte. Or let's say I play sports. So maybe my performance in the games or what my future goals are rather than my struggle story or how pitiable or how so supposedly miserable my life would be or mm-hmm. would have been. Yeah, so the shift of minds are needed. Absolutely. We do not need sympathy or pity. In fact, we don't even deserve that. All we're asking for is people's empathy. And
0: Absolutely. Sports, I wanted to talk a lot about the sports because it's been a common theme from childhood to now. And you also said that you are, as we speak, you're doing a lot of preparation for a couple of different sports. First, I guess, tell us what's, what all sports you do play. How? Where do you find the time for it? Because obviously you're watching as well, and tell us a little bit about the team as well that you're
1: after my accident. For a few years, I obviously didn't play, I was getting in terms with my condition and getting to making my body more healthier and fitter. Later on, I since 2006, I started playing sports. As I mentioned about this NGO, it used to conduct a lot of district level activities or inter NGO sports activities. There were a few games like throwball or tennis and basketball. And then that went on and off. I was playing sports. Sometimes I won't, sometimes I won't. But then until 2015, it was all unorganized and at some random level. But 2015 was the year when I participated for a national basketball event that was happening. That was very rare in India or some sports event happening at a national level, at least new to me. It was just a second uh, year that the championship has been conducted as well. And it was very rocked at a very nascent uh, stage also. So I participated in that year and uh, managed to win a gold medal. Uh, for. It wasn't a state team at that point because, uh, as I mentioned, it was a very nascent stage. There were a team from multiple states formed, a mixed team from all states formed. One player would be from Maharashtra, some other player would be from Punjab. Some player would be from Delhi. That's how extreme was formed. Later on, things got little organized uh, from 2016, but then I couldn't participate because I was preparing for my MBA entrance mm-hmm. exams. 2017, I got a chance to represent India at an international level. That was the year where not only I was going international to represent India for the first time, but then basketball uh, as a game from India was also going for the first time. So over there, also we managed to bag a bronze medal. 2018-19, I managed to play. But then that was with my studies. That was there since 2020, the lockdown happened. 2021, I participated in the badminton tournament for the first time. And I won a bronze medal in that tournament also. The journey in sports has been going fairly decent. I need to make this more serious now. Uh, before work, it was easy to take time. But then after after work, it gets difficult because uh, at times we have to work on weekends as well. And weekends are the only days where we have to practice. Yeah. So it's getting a little crazy <laughs> to manage uh, things, but um, I'm trying to strike a balance between.
0: Do you think that you would sometimes take a break so you can focus professionally on the sports, on badminton or basketball?
1: Honestly, for practice, uh, not the break, but then in the later years when I'm preparing for some international, serious international tournaments and stuff like that, yes,
0: I might uh, require. I know the last time we talked, you talked about the difficulty in finding a coach.
1: Yeah, at least in India, the situation is facilities, we certainly do not have them. When it comes to finding a coach for people on wheelchair, it becomes all the more difficult because people do not know how to coach us at first place. And the ones who know, half of them are intimidated and do not want to take the responsibility of us. We tend to fall a lot of times. And a lot of times, we tend to have injuries also. They do not want to take risks with all those things happening. So then they deny. Then after subtracting all these things, we are left with a very small group of people who are ready to coach us. And then it depends on their ability, whether they want to coach us or no, or whether they have enough time to do that. or not. Right. So, yeah, it becomes very difficult to find a decent coach. And then we, when we have a coach, it's all the more difficult to find a accessible place to practice. So, yeah, a
0: lot of challenges. And currently you have a good team of peers who are, you're able to play with and train together.
1: Yes, for basketball, we have a team that is like a five-year-old team now. We have a team of six coaches in Maharashtra, the state. So half of them are in Mumbai. Pretty good facilities over there. For Badminton, I am the only person on the region in the entire Mumbai. Currently preparing for nationals. I'm still, I would say, struggling to find a decent coach, decent facility. Yeah. Okay.
0: I'm wishing you all the best with your future sports endeavors. I was actually going to ask you right here to let me know what's coming up and where I can watch the game as well. So Deepa, coming back to your role as a consultant, what is it that you enjoy about it? And also share with us how you're thinking about career growth. What do you think you're consciously doing to keep growing within the organization?
1: I love consultancy. I love it because I, as a person, learn a lot. And consultancy as a profession has a very wide spectrum to work on. You get to work from tax to marketing to IT to HR every time. That's what keeps me going. And as a future goal as well, from a professional perspective, I say uh, the only thing that I'm doing currently consciously is uh, learn more, get more skills, work uh, more diligently. Apple notice when you work, when you deliver. I think that's enough then. Excellent. Something interesting
0: that uh, when when uh, so we started about uh, the gender diversity where you work and we said it's almost like 40-50% male-female. That's great. I don't know if, if Deloitte is doing something targeted to get that really good uh, balance at the workplace. Have you felt that? gender diversity really helps when in that teamwork and in the consulting environment. And also, do you have? Do you feel the need for kind of mentors to help as you are working towards rising up in the organization?
1: Yes, mentor definitely. Yes, everybody needs one, no matter at what level they reach, wherever they. Are. You definitely require a mentor. About. Gender diversity. So I'd say Eloyed uh, is diligently working on inclusion and diversity since last uh, couple of years now. And uh, women inclusion, LGBTQ inclusion, people with disabilities inclusion has been their agenda. Not since uh, one year or two years. It has been a long time now. They are very particular about uh, giving equal opportunities. They see to it that if a project is out, everybody... Be it women or be it men, everybody gets an equal opportunity. That's the area where Deloitte is working uh, fabulously yeah. about having more women in workplace. More than an, from more than an equality perspective, I think even a team as a whole benefits the deliverable. You get to understand a different perspective uh, altogether. Not you don't see a perspective from just men's point of view, but then. From a different women's point of view as well, so that way it's beneficial not just for the women who are there in the team, but to the team as a whole and to the client as well.
0: Very well said. (laughs) We think about workplaces as well, right? Just in terms of the physical infrastructure, the ease of getting a wheelchair into an office, (laughs) getting around cubicles or whatever the spaces. I, I just think that it really helps. When you're increasing the amount of diversity in the workplace, because it's then that you start thinking of, is this workplace just built for somebody who is able to function without any other support? But just look at regular workplaces, you can see that there's very little thought to inclusion when it comes to people who are wheelchair bound or people who need any other support. I just think there are so many things to think about, and the more we have conversations with everybody, it's like you said, to not let the fact that somebody's in a wheelchair overwhelm you, but to go have those conversations and then you understand better what is needed to make every everyday focus <laughs> like more inclusive.: Let me ask you a very poor question,. Who are your role models?
1: It's a very tricky one. I'd say uh, I honestly do not uh, follow anybody particularly. I'd be very honest with you. I just keep striving on my own. Just uh, see to it that the place that I was in yesterday, I'm not in the same place today. So when I'm in the workplace, I look up to somebody who's good at work, who's delivering well, who's at some level, whose principles are right. When I am on the pod, I look up to somebody who's not necessarily won a lot of medals but then who thinks through things right or who knows the core of who knows the basic of the games and who was being able to teach me but then generally it's me comparing to myself whether I'm stuck at the same place or
0: great that's think that's that's a great way to look at it right am I getting better every day I know we talked about you coming on the podcast and I just looked there. with the passion in your voice when we first talked, because it was not about, hey, I've been unfortunate and I've had struggles, but yeah, I think the way you were talking about, you know, that kind of the lack of inclusion and the way people have thought about, hey, how is the physical setup at the school? How are people approaching me? How do I find coaches for sport? You were thinking about it in a way of, how do I spread awareness about it, right? Because we all need to be thinking about it and helping make the world a better place. So I feel you, you're a great spokesperson. What are you thinking? And I will say, I think about five years, ten years down the line. <laughs> have you consciously thought about, hey, I, I do want to tell the world that, hey, being in a wheelchair doesn't stop you from doing what you, what you are meant to do: pursue a career, pursue the sports that you love, and make your big achievements. Or is it something that you're consciously thinking about? Um, you
1: know- to do that, I think I'll have to be somebody's role model, which I'm not really interested in. Wow. I, totally, that's why you're here. <laughs> I believe people should think these things on their own. The only thing I would like to tell, not just people who are on the wheelchair, but then to people in general also, who are stuck in some of the other situation, stop self-pitying. You need to stop thinking, I'm stuck somewhere, oh, I can't move on, I can't get out of it. There is always a way out. You need to stand up and start working upon it. People should know about the few things that we require. Accessibility. For example, if somebody is here with a speech impairment, how are you planning to talk to them? You need to have something figured out. They, they do not have any solution for that. So not just awareness about people who are on the wheelchair, but then in general, the entire spectrum of it. I'd like to spread awareness. So I'd say I'm a part of that initiative. I, I am trying to uh, flag the the things that they have not worked through yet. So that that's where I'm working upon. I'd like to collaborate with a lot of NGOs about spreading awareness, about accessibility. Yeah. Work on not just spread awareness, but then go out on the roads and actually work on the area. Yeah. So that's something that I take on me
0: i'm really looking forward to all that decal and if there's any way that i can help at all please do let me know sure. i will correct you on one thing you said though you are a role model and that's why when we first talked i said that i have to get you on just and for a number of reasons unlimited seating is about having everyday role models and i love the way that you are it's, you're not just settling as hey this is me and i'm going to manage with what i have and really striving to grow at work and you're striving to uh, do really great at the sports that you enjoy as well so you are a real role model and of course you were so willing to come on and share your story in such a strong way so continue to be that role model and I'm looking forward to hearing more from you and also about you
1: thank you thank you Sunil